Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW. I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. I'm really back. You are welcome back. I'm Big so open back. arms. We've missed you. I'm really thrilled to be doing most of my shows again. Mm-hmm. I was off on Woodby doing my own thing and so many things have changed, mm-hmm. but the most exciting thing that I can talk about today is an informed life radio show, Bernadette Pager. Yep. Four o'clock today. Yeah, she's uh, kind of, I guess, got new wings from here. <laughs> we, 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 uh, I guess we took her from her little egg, from the little nest. I gave that her she training was. wheels. Yep, yep, then exactly. she started riding and she got away from me. Jumped right out of the nest and flew yep. on her own. And now Good she for has her. Own Good girl. Show. Yeah. Four o'clock today. Mm-hmm. I invite you to listen. It's uh, Informed Choice Washington. Mm-hmm. She filled in uh, at a time that I I just had her on the show, and then all this happened, and she's been helping us uh, keep our immunity uh, mm-hmm. high, our health, and teaching us about vitamin uh, C, D, some great awareness therapy, and some experts that mm-hmm. are just. I'm going to have a few on my show <coughs> later on because they were so good. Um, but I want to uh, congratulate her. And, again, that's at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. And uh, I think today's show, because I'm back in full force, is the essential how essential it is to lift your spirits. I mean, I was doing it before, and I was promoting live music. In fact, that's Clint McEwen, who's been on the show. We he'll, need to get him back. Yes, been, and he'll be playing. Been a while. He, he lives on Orcas Island. I just went Shouldn't there. Shouldn't be too far to get him back then. I know. But I love local musicians. I love local businesses. I've been preaching green, sustainable, mm-hmm. you know, get outside with your children. Uh, Mother Nature's the, the cure. Uh, so, again, I'm, I'm back. And I, you might hear a lot more about that. <laughs> but each week I will be uh, highlighting a, a musician. And I invite you to go to their uh, websites and, and buy their music, uh, like their Facebook pages. Uh, they're my, some of my best friends. And I'm really hoping things shift soon yeah. so I can go dancing again. You can. I will. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> you will. I see what you mean. All right. I will. So I, we, I thought you were uh, recovering from a previous injury or something. No, oh. that was last year. Oh, okay. when I hurt my see how much I've missed you at Jeffrey Castle's event. That was a great <laughs> event too. I, I, I like to dance, and I twirl too much. You saw that picture of me with the little kids. Yeah. Chris Terrell <laughs> took that, and I, I have a woman I'm dancing with and a little girl, but I twirl them both at the same time. So that's my favorite picture of all time, and I'm, I'm just hoping we can get back there soon. So we're going to lift your spirits this morning, and uh, I thought, what better than uh, one of my favorite books that I'm reading right now? And the author is Jim Phillips. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. How are you? We are having a party in the studio. Sounds like it. <laughs> when I picked up your book, I, I believe uh, that things come into your life exactly when you need them. And I started reading it, and I felt like I was reading parts of my book. Because I've been so busy, I haven't been doing that inner work. And you were reminding me of the things that I know, but I've forgotten. And so you were giving me, uh, my prescription was to get back to doing my homework. So the name of your book is The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression. I would love you uh, to let the listeners know what it is that you do and tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, I, my real job, in addition to everything else I do, is I, I have been in the real estate business for a long time. And that's really what led me to my writing and speaking and coaching and training and that sort of thing. But what I'm more focused on right now is my writing, which you mentioned my key book, The Key to Life Living in Full Expression. But I'm also a life strategist. I help people, well, the way that I explain that, I help people understand what they've misunderstood. And that's really a way of saying it's helping people get to the truth of who they are. And it's not me telling them who they are. It is 
me working with them to help them realize that for themselves, who they are. And then ultimately, it would be living in full expression of that truth. And when people do that, their lives change. So that's what I've been doing. I do workshops and seminars. I do interviews like I'm doing with you here today. And I'm just always looking for different ways to live my life in full expression and to be living my life as fully and completely as I possibly can as I live in my truth. And so some, what are some of the tools in your personal life that you use, especially when we're in these, these times, to lift your spirits? Well, the primary one that I use, and I don't necessarily classify the things that I do as tools, but I, I, get, the, I get why people would want to use that term. But my primary thing I do is every morning I go out for, for morning walks really early in the morning. And it's when I'm most connected. I allow myself to be free of any thoughts and anything that, that might or could potentially hold me back or keep me back from, from being open to receive whatever messages might come through from wherever messages come from. And I just leave that as that so that people can come to their own conclusion as to where their information might come from. So it's on these morning walks that I will ask questions. I could be going through a difficult situation. I could just have a general question about life that I ask. And invariably, I'll get an answer fairly quickly that more often than not comes in the form of a phrase or it, it could come in, in the form of lyrics to a song. And, and it's funny because I'll all of a sudden become aware of the fact that there's a song playing in my head. And then that particular lyrics that's playing through my head will be a message that I can take and play with and really figure out what is trying to be conveyed to me. But that's really the primary thing that I do. It's just really about being quiet, being connected, allowing the information that's coming to me to come to me. And then it's really acting on it. And I think that's where most people fall short is that everyone is being given guidance and we need to figure out how that guidance is being given to us and we need to trust it. And the more we trust that guidance, the stronger the guidance becomes. And then as we take action on that guidance, we're going to see things in our lives change always for the better. So that's the primary thing that I do and I've been doing it for 30 plus years. And, and I love, I read that in the book and that's where I, I, I knew we would click because that is how I call getting my head on straight. Like I'll be very confused about something. And just now I took an hour walk at the botanical garden in Bellevue all by myself it was gorgeous blue sky here. I could see the moon ran into a deer. And then I always say it's like you're looking for divine guidance or the, the light bulb to go off. Do you resonate with that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then when you get that uh, st small, still voice, that's what I call it too. It's, just, it's so to the point and it could be a song. It, it could be even a stranger that comes by and says something you need to hear then you have that guidance. And when you have the guidance, again, like you said, you have to act on it. So I work with the chakras. So the, the higher self, you know, if you're in tune with it and Mother Nature is the best place because you're focusing when I'm outside with Mother Nature on the beauty. And I think right now that's that might be a, a, a great topic for us is focusing on what's working in your life. I count my blessings. Uh, I, of course, I set my intentions for the day. But most of all is, is focusing on what's working in your life and, and the beauty of this world because that keeps that part of your, it's your third eye, open. And that's where you get your inspiration or your intuition. And then you can act on it if it's clear. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think it's really important to, to focus on what it is that's working in our life in addition to focusing on getting clear on what it is we want to have in life or how it is we want to experience and express life or allow life to experience and express itself through us. So I think those two work hand in hand with one another. 
I want to make one more point about my morning walks and also what you were saying, uh, Dina, regarding seeing a deer or seeing something that could be perceived as being guidance. I was told one time by a very smart person that the the challenge that a lot of people have is that if they if they ask for guidance, they start looking for it. And then the assumption is that everything you see is a sign. And what I was told is not everything is a sign. So we have to be careful that we're not seeing something and then reading into it something that's not there. For me, it's a matter of allowing the guidance to really come to me without me searching it out. And it, it, it's, it becomes more intuitive. It becomes, well, obviously it becomes more natural with it being intuitive like that. And invariably it becomes the guidance that I was seeking, but I wasn't necessarily forcing myself to, to find it or to see it. It was a very natural, organic process. And, and that's, that's beautiful because overthinking is how we push it away. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. thinking, 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 um, plotting, planning every moment of your life always happened to be somewhere, but that overthinking. And so that's where I find in nature, for some reason, about, I would say, 20 minutes into my walk, I just stop thinking. And that's when I can see the blue sky again. I see the green tree. I get out of my head and I, I become present. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, that's where the and gift is. That's, that's the other key point. It's about being where you are, being totally present to it, open and receptive to everything that that life is offering you. Uh, one of the things that I, I did recently on, on one of my uh, videos that I've done, I talked about forest bathing. And of course, a lot of people know what it is, but probably more don't know what it is. And I was just describing what that meant to me. And it really is walking into a forest or a heavily treed area and being open and receptive through all of your senses to everything that the, excuse me, everything that the forest is offering in that moment. Because I look at these trees that in some cases could be hundreds of years old. And then I, I, I think and I feel and I question, well, what have these trees seen? What have they experienced? What's happened within its canopy? What's happened beneath the canopy? What's happened on the ground? below it. And of course, depending upon where you are in the country, different things happen throughout history. So it really is about opening oneself through all of our senses to take in everything that we can possibly take in in any given moment. And to me, that's just a, um, it's a very invigorating when you talk about lifting your spirits. That's what it does for me by allowing life to enter me that way through wherever I am and the, the environment that I'm engaged in and how open I am to receiving it at that particular point in time. And, and thank you again for reminding me because this morning I smelt fall, you know, because there's so mm -hmm. many senses that, you know, you you look up, you, you see the light. I love the light. Early light is, is the best, right? Early light mm -hmm. uh, on the trees and then the green starts getting greener, but that's, I smelt, I smelt fall this morning. I hate to say it, but I sensed it. And again, all my senses mm -hmm. were open and we were by ourselves. That's really important too, is to find time alone. To I don't buy think your I've really away. smelled summer yet. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, like I, it, it, it kind of shift. And then the sun was coming yeah. up an hour later I and I just felt that hint of dew. Ooh, mix, I, and I love yeah. the smell of the pine needles. I love each uh, season has a different smell, you know, for me on this, not this island. I'm actually in Bellevue, but I, I love being in touch with Mother Nature because we also know the cycles and the seasons. We know when to rest, we know when to get the party started. But just being in touch with Mother Nature. But thank you for reminding me about our senses and how that enlivens them and makes us more alive. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. And so after your walk, what do you do? Write down the things that come to you or? Sometimes. And, and the reason I say sometimes is because depending upon the question that I ask and depending upon the response that I get, sometimes I have to let it marinate 
before I can actually make complete sense of it. Now, if, it, if it's a phrase that I don't completely understand, I might write it down, but then I leave it. I walk away from it. And then it's already in my mind now. So when my subconscious is kind of playing itself out and, and becoming more clear to me, something else may come to me. So I'll add to it. And then eventually it just, it becomes a, uh, an opportunity for me to take action or to change my perspective on whatever it was that I might have asked a question on. And, and let me give you an example, because I know this probably to your listeners sounds a little uh, out there. <laughs> when I was writing The Key to Life Living in Full Expression, I got to the point where I, I started to struggle. And it wasn't a struggle because I didn't know what to write. The struggle was, who am I to write this? Why am I writing this? And I, I know every author I've talked to has said this, that they have gone through that same thing with me. So I'm struggling with it. I'm questioning why am I writing it? There's so many books on the market that deal with similar topics written by very famous people. So who am I? Why is somebody going to buy Jim Phillips's book? And so I went on a walk and I was just, I was questioning that, you know, what is this all about? Why am I doing this? And the response that I got, now this one was an immediate response with a full phrase. And the full response I got was, you wouldn't be inspired to do something if it wasn't intended to be. And I, when that hit me, it was this, just this, it, to me, it was profound, but it was also this weight had been lifted because I knew I was inspired to write the book. And so if this guidance is saying that when we're inspired to do something, it's intended for us and it's intended to be, well, that means that it's got to be, but I've got, I've got to give myself to it. I've got to allow that information, whatever it is that's going to be in the book to come through me and to be put on paper and eventually into book form. So that was one of the ways that, that my guidance has come through to support me in something that I was dealing with. Now, to further that same story, I was struggling again as I, as I was wrapping up writing the book. And then the question was, okay, what do I do now? Because I have been told by many people that the, the challenge of a book is not the writing of the book. The challenge is the marketing of the book after the fact, because then you have to get out there. You've got to promote, you've got to do all these different things. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, now what do I do? Because the book's written and it's being published and really had not put together a plan for how to get it out into the world. So I went on my walk, asked the question, what is it I'm supposed to do now? And the first quote came back through. It said, basically, you wouldn't be inspired to do something if it wasn't intended to be. And then the second half came. And the second half was, if it is intended to be, all for it to be is provided. And so that lifted that weight from me because now I just trusted that I was inspired to write the book, which I wrote, and that if it is intended to be and get out into the world to reach the people it's intended to reach, it's going to reach those people in whatever, whatever form or method is required for those particular groups of people to get it, they're going to get it. And I can say this show right now is one of those ways. There's going to be somebody listening to this, whether it's live or whether it's on a recording, that it's going to resonate and they're going to go buy the book because something that we talk about today will resonate with them. So I just trust that process. And it's, it's been working for me for a really long time, which gets back to your point that we have to be mindful of the things that are working for us and to continue with it. However, I'll also say we've got to be open and receptive to new ideas, new perspective, new thoughts, because things continuously change. And one of the quotes in my book is today, what I know to be true tomorrow might not be. So I realize that what I believe is true right now is only true to this moment. And something can change that could 
change the truth as I believe it. It doesn't mean I was wrong. It just means that the information I had to that point led me to that truth that I held as true. Now new information comes in and now I, I, I embrace that. Now that's my perspective. That's the truth that I hold. And then I continue to act. And here's the synchronicity or the beauty of it is that your hand is tangible in my hands, came to me at a time where I really desperately needed it. And on my run, trot, uh, walking fast today, I thought to myself, the random people that emailed me with my book and how that's my purpose and my passion, but I didn't have the intentions of giving it to that person, but they got it anyways. And that's what I find so magical about this book or my book or when we're living in a passionate purpose-filled life the magic happens a lot without question and to, to me that's what living in full expression is all about it's, it's about not resisting what life is presenting to us but allowing life to flow through us and to be experienced as us and I know that's a, a mouthful and, and some folks won't understand that, but I believe that the divine works through us and as us. So me and my physical form, you and your physical form, everybody, that whatever has that desire to be expressed through us, we're given that opportunity. And that whatever we choose to do, whatever our vocation may be, or whatever our hobby may be, or whatever we're passionate about, is that opportunity to allow what desires to be expressed through us to be expressed. And some people get hung up on the fact that, well, I can't make any money doing that. That can't be my life's purpose. Well, your life's purpose isn't necessarily what you're inspired to do. What you're inspired to do is just the way your soul wants to experience and express through you. And then we need to give that, that expression, that opportunity to be expressed. And I'm going to leave you right there. I'm going to go to break, and I want to talk about being true to yourself and how we can manifest when we are. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All I Lift your spirits at Cider Summit Seattle 2020. Cider Summit has been bringing people together to explore the world of hard cider from producers throughout the Northwest and around the world. Cider Summit has put together two festival to-go tasting kits to bring the event to you. The kits are modern cider and bottled classics. Both include a selection of ciders, a pair of Cider Summit glasses, and promotional gifts from the participating cider makers. You will also get access to the virtual tasting event on Saturday, September 12th. You can pick up your kit at a no-contact drive-thru in South Lake Union on September 12th. Or there are delivery options around Washington State and even nationwide shipping. The deadline to register is August 30th. Head over to CiderSummit.com for all the details. That's CiderSummit.com. Cheers. Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? 
No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and I'm back for more, and I'm so excited. Uh, joining me this morning is Jim Phillips. Welcome back, Jim. Thank you very much. I, I'm going to talk about something that we did talk about on the break, because the book that I'm holding in my hands right now came to me again at, a, at perfect, your, your book, The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, and I had an issue two days ago, and I actually had it in my car, and I just opened a page. Oh, I have a bunch of them turned over now, but anyways... Uh, it, it, it spoke to me, and that's the, the kind of book it is, that you don't have to read it through. You can actually read it once and then just put it in your car or next to your uh, bed. And if you're having an issue, just or maybe first thing in the morning, just open it up and get some inspiration. Yeah, that you know, interestingly enough, and as the author, this is going to sound kind of weird, that's the way I use the book as well. Because when you write a book that has this kind of information in it, it's Obviously, I try to apply it as much as I can in my own life, but having the human experience as everybody else does, there's different things that happen in my life that throw me off track and I need to get back on track as well. Or there could be a situation that I'm going through that I just need some clarity on. And I do the same thing. And I'm blown away sometimes by how precise the information on the page that I open to is as it applies towards whatever it is that I'm trying to work through. Well, but, and what, what I turned and, over was, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. What about all about me? Yeah, I got, I got some pushback on that when, when I first wrote that, because so many of us are born and raised to believe that we're here to serve other people. And we tend to, if that is the, the way that we choose to live our lives. And when we do that, we tend to forget ourselves. And the fact of the matter is our reason for being here is to gain a greater understanding of who we are, our, our individual self or individual, yeah, individual self. I just leave it at that. And so when we, when we look at what's happening in life, the things that we see, the things that we experience are a reflection of who we are. And if we're not paying attention to that, then we're not going to be able to gain the benefit of the experiences that we're having. And if we're focused too much on doing for other people, again, we're not paying attention to ourselves. Therefore, we're not going to gain the benefit of what we're here to gain the benefit of. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, in, in the work that I do, it's about helping people understand what they've misunderstood. So I think that all that the, that the world reflects back to us gives us that opportunity to understand what we've misunderstood about ourselves. And it's done within the context of all the experiences that we create and have in the course of our lifetimes. Well, and it's all about me is what I've been working on. I'm, I, I, I give too much and then I find myself in a place where I'm drained and I have no energy. And then I, you know, I retreat and I get better. But I, I, just to find that balance is something I work on every day. And that last this last week, I was starting to run on empty again. And just by picking up the book, it's all about me and reading it. Maybe 10 years ago, I would have read that and thought, oh, that's selfish. No, no, no. Yeah. This is what I got on, on the labyrinth. It's your life, your journey. And the next time I went, 
it said, no one said it would be easy. And that time I took a group of people and they were going, you know, the wrong way and I was going to try to help them. And I didn't because it's not, it's none of my business. <laughs> you know, people learn on their own. And so that's what I'm learning right now. So I need to focus on myself and, and feel good and be healthy and then, then, then give if I can. And, and if it doesn't feel good, don't give, you know, it's just that it has to be all about you. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's a that's a hard lesson. It's funny when you were just saying you were walking on the labyrinth and the other people were going the wrong way. The first thought that came to me was they were unwinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's none of my they they were doing it perfectly for themselves, right? Yeah, and and whatever whatever it takes for somebody to get what it is that they're needing or what they require at the time is what they need to do. And for somebody else to say, no, you have to do it this way is us imposing what we believe is true. And it's only true for us. We don't know what's true for somebody else. So imposing that on somebody else is totally going against what I believe we're here to do. I, I, I think it's more that we benefit other people through our example, and it's not through what we tell them. Or, or. And I want to tell you that because what they yeah. were going to do, I've done the labyrinth over and over again, in Kauai, and they were getting to that part where there's uh, thistles, and they were gonna mm -hmm. they were going to step on them, and you know mm -hmm. I had to learn the hard way, <laughs> and so when I go there, there's a certain little place I walk where I don't run through the thistles, and you know again for me it's learning to let other people live their life fully, mm -hmm. and, and in their own way, and so I, I just think that's what I, I'm getting out of your book is that I, again I'm being reminded to, to 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 love myself, to take care of me, to focus on what I need for myself. And, and I share with you that I have I had some stuff with my son come up and then all of a sudden I'm the sacrificial mom, you know, not doing the things I need to do to care for myself and then bringing myself back to taking care of myself because I had that book on the side of my, my bed and in my car. So your book. But uh, yeah, yeah, so it's one of those things I'm just learning to allow everyone to just be free and, and do their own thing and learn whatever lessons they came here to learn without me trying to tell them what to do I, I love my teaching because when you get a group mm -hmm. of people together you can teach and then they go off and do their own thing uh it's mm -hmm. just different you know close people that you love it, it's harder i think being a family person yeah i would imagine when you're doing your teaching though it's probably similar to what i do and it's not about telling people what to do but it's about talking about experiences and letting them see how maybe what you experienced or what you've learned or what you know might be a benefit of them. And then that way they're taking from it what resonates as opposed to having everything thrown at them that um, may or may not work and having somebody says, no, this is the way that it is. And that's what I like about the way that this book has worked with what you're saying, Dean, and that is that people can open it up and whatever they receive, it's not the full book, but they're receiving whatever that message might be at that particular moment. And more often than not, I find that it is applicable to what they're dealing with. And as an author, that's really exciting because what you want a book to do is to not be something people pick up once and read. You want it to be something that can become a resource for them mm -hmm. or a, a, you know, a guide that they can, they can pick up when they need additional guidance. And I'm not suggesting that what is in the book is me giving guidance. It's guidance that was given to me that I put down on paper that I benefit from and that I felt like and was guided to let other people see it so that they could benefit from it as well. 
And did most of it come through your walks, the, the inspiration? Because it feels like it was definitely inspired from above as I read it. Yeah, there's, there's, I think there's 41 quotes, if I'm not mistaken, of those types of phrases that I've been talking about that came through my morning walks. And this is over a long period of time. But then as anyone would read the book, it's interspersed with my experience of whatever that particular phrase might have been. So I, I put it in there so that they can see how I've applied it to see if maybe that same application would work for them. But I'm not in any way telling somebody this is the way that it is. It's whatever, whatever it means to somebody and however it causes them to change their thoughts, change their beliefs, change their perspective, and ultimately change their actions about who they are and how they interact in the world. Well, and there's the, the guidance to uh, connect. So my book is that way where we, I teach, we, uh, I feel like there's an army behind me all the time, but to have them mm -hmm. find their own voice, to find their intuition, to listen to it. And again, like you said, act on it, put your heart into it. And, and you were talking about joy on your Java with Jim, Java with Jim and, and, and define that joy. Because when you have it in your heart and you feel it, you are more likely to act on it. Uh, so a lot of people are in their heads right now, and I just feel like you have to have a mentor or, or a teacher for a while, and sometimes you outgrow them or they, they go away or whatever, but you have to reach out for guidance, and then it'll come through, like you said, maybe in a song, a book. I've had strangers say the most profound things to me and walk away. Um, but to mm -hmm. look up, ask for that guidance, and then notice, you know, take notice, but not the overthinking or analyzing, and just be present. And when you get that, I call it the green lights, then you, mm -hmm. you act on it. And then that's where I found, that's where I find the magic is because I'll be doing something. I'm like, oh my God, this feels crazy. And it turns out to be the most perfect timing, running to the right. It's just the other day I was talking about music and I couldn't, I just had three or four people in the same day because I was in a good space, having a great time, enjoying life. It was magic. It was a magical day. And then of course I tried to overthink it and then I stopped it. <laughs> and the next day it yeah. happened again. So that's kind of how I yeah. feel it works for me anyways. Yeah. There's a, and honestly, I don't know if this is in the book or if it's something that I, I came up with or worked with after the book was written, but I know what's in there, maybe not specifically as I'm about to share it, but there's a formula that, that was given to me through my morning walks. And it has to do with really how we create the lives that we are living, that we are living. And it's a very simple formula. And the first part, it's, it's four components. It's thought, belief, choice, and action. Everything begins as a thought. And anytime we have a thought, the potential for the object of the thought now exists. So it exists as pure potential. We then measure it against what we already believe. So our beliefs are going to determine in many cases whether or not we act on something because we can believe that something is possible or it's not possible and then make a choice to not move forward with it because of some limiting belief we might have. But then the thought we originally had could also now become a new belief and that becomes something that we believe strongly in and that gives us another opportunity which goes to the third component of this formula. So you've got thought, you've got belief and then we make a choice and we make a choice against the beliefs we hold. And then once we make a choice, the next important component is we take action on it. And when we take action on it, that's us moving towards ideally the life experience that we're trying to create. Now, what we do not control, we, ha we have authority over these first four things. We have authority over our thoughts. We have authority over what we believe. We have authority over the choices we make. And we have authority over the actions that we take. 
What we don't have authority over is the consequence. And I don't mean consequence in a negative way. I just mean it is the result of those four things and ultimately the action that we take. And the more that we, that we go through this process aligned with what it is we truly desire to create and experience, the greater the likelihood the consequence is going to be that which we're trying to create as opposed to what just shows up. And unfortunately, too many people feel they have no authority over their lives and that life is just going to give them whatever life gives them. And all they can do is cope with it, deal with it. And, you know, many cases, these are the cards I was dealt. I can't do anything about it. Well, I disagree with that. I, I believe that we have every opportunity in the world to create whatever life experiences we want to have. And this process for me is the way that that works. And, okay, and I work with the chakras. So as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, the, the upper chakras are your inspiration, creativity, your intuition. Your heart is when, like I was saying, your feelings. And it's also self-love and, and being true to yourself and loving yourself so much that you would, with your solar plexus, act on being an author or, you know, getting up in front of people and performing or whatever it, whatever it is you want to do. But when mm-hmm. we have these blocks, that I call it frustration, right? We're frustrated. Mm-hmm. So we have to get off the treadmill, spend time alone get that higher voice, and then it's most likely going to tell you to do something a little bit scary. Every time I get the higher voice, it wants me to do something that it might push people or might make me, you know, do something kind of scary or fearful, and then I face Mm -hmm. the fear, and if I do it, then I can see it gets stronger. It's a muscle, right? It gets stronger. Right, right. See, so that goes back to if people would, would embrace that quote, you wouldn't be inspired to do something if it wasn't intended to be. And we realize, okay, I am inspired. What, you, know, you were talking about being inspired to do something and it pushes you, that inspiration pushes you against what you believe or what any of us believe we might be capable of. So if we can, if we can just accept, I wouldn't, I'm being inspired, therefore this must be intended to be. And then I believe that when we enter into whatever we're trying to accomplish or whatever we're trying or being inspired to do, when we have that mindset that I'm inspired, therefore it's intended, therefore I'm going to make whatever this is happen, I'm going to have this experience. We still have challenges along the way because that's where the growth and expansion comes in. But because we have that mindset, we're not setting up additional obstacles that are making it way more difficult than it needs to be. And I think it also allows us to enjoy the the journey, so to speak, as we're moving through those obstacles that were intentionally put in our place to allow for that growth and expansion. I love it. Enjoy. Enjoy the experience. Because I tell people, sometimes they come to me, and what's the prescription? I want you to go find something you used to do as a kid, and you love it. Whatever that was, ride a bike. And they, they will go and have fun. And sure mm-hmm. enough, their life shifts. And mm-hmm. it, that's why I have so many musicians and artists in my life, because they didn't go to art school. And then they do now. <laughs> and, you know, we have art tours and I have music festivals, but the, they're adults that just decided to do the things that bring them joy. They still go to work to other jobs, you know, mm-hmm. but yet they have that, that they, they enjoy life. They enjoy it. Yeah. And that's a prescription that you have given. And I love it. Yeah. And, and along those same lines, I, I, joy to me is a state of being because we don't have to have an experience to be joyful. We can be joyful and then take the joy that we are, that joy that we're experiencing and express it in whatever it is that we're doing. And it doesn't matter what you do, but it, 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 you know, I think this is in the book too. And I always find this to be really funny because when somebody has a baby that's just born, everybody refers to the baby as a bundle of joy. And that's probably the last time any of us are called that, right? 
I mean, we never, nobody comes up to me as an adult and say, oh, you're a bundle of joy. <laughs> so what happened between when we're born and people recognize us as that bundle of joy and now, you know, life happens. I mean, everything that we experience, but yet that same innate joy that is us when we're that bundle of joy, it doesn't go away. It just gets buried in all of this stuff these thoughts, these beliefs, these experiences, I mean, all of this, you know, you're talking about stress and, and angst and all of that, it buries that joy. And I believe that part of living in full expression is, is shedding off all of this other stuff to allow the joy, which is at our core, to be how and what we experience and express in our lives through us in whatever form we decide to allow it to come forth. Well, I have a granddaughter who's three and a half, and that's where I, I, I think about three is where you still skip and jump and emote and cry, and, and you tell everyone how you feel. And um, I'm trying to be her recently. She's trying to teach. I want her to teach me to, you know, I, I feel this way right now, not, you know, six years and have therapy about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm mad or I'm hungry or I want this. And so I've been hanging out with her, and it is it is a joy to hang out with her because she's just teaching all, like you said, everyone's teaching you, right? Three-year-olds mm-hmm. are the bomb. <laughs> I love yeah. them. But we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. At a table near the window near the door I stop and think to myself The 2020 Northwest Green Home Tour is going virtual. Mark your calendars for this free live virtual event on September 12th through the 13th. Visit a wide variety of new and remodeled homes, from kitchen remodels to backyard cottages, whole house remodels to new multifamily townhomes. You will see home features including rain gardens, solar panels, electric vehicle charging, window treatments, and zero energy homes. Register today to design your unique experience and select the sessions you want to see the most. You will have live access to more than 35 incredible green builders and architects on a wide range of topics and areas of expertise to ask questions about your green building projects. Learn about your choices for water conservation, indoor air quality, environmentally friendly materials, energy saving, and so much more. Discover why green building equal healthy living. For a sneak peek or for sponsorship opportunities of the 2020 sites, visit nwgreenhometour.org. That's nwgreenhometour.org. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. 
to myself Did he ever really want more? Did he laugh? Did he live? Thank you for joining us this morning. That's Clint McEwen. I am alive. Did you laugh? Did you sing? Did you dance? Yeah, I have, and I do. <laughs> I still dance in the woods by myself. Uh, I'm with Jim Phillips. He's the author of The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression. And we were talking about my granddaughter, and you, you said you had a picture of your uh, son at three? Yeah, when he was like two or three years old, and it was at his birthday celebration, and he is just the epitome of joy. I mean, totally lit up. And you can see fully engaged in the moment, being as authentic as he could possibly be. I was trying to think of another word for that, but that's no, just and, what came. And, and he, just, before conditioning, before school, before, you know, the world told you who you're supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. And school is really harsh. I mean, there's even teachers tell you who you have to be. And so I... You know, I think I divorced that lifestyle probably 20 years ago, and I started being myself 100%. People didn't like it. People fell away. It was hard at first. And now I feel the people that come into my life resonate towards me because we have a, like you are in my multiverse. There's many songs being played, but you and I have, we're singing kind of the same song, and we have our tuned up instruments, and we're playing and I think that's what we have to be is true to ourselves and ask yourself, who am I and what do I want in this lifetime? And then be courageous enough to allow that to be the way you experience and express life or more specifically experience and express yourself through the experiences of life that you create. And I love to tell stories and meet fascinating, kind, gentle, fascinating people. I've been asking that for years, and and I'll just sit next to somebody and have the most amazing conversations. And I'm working at a grocery store now. Why this whole thing's going on? Because I, you know, I really got lonely, and it's it's a community. I am now I, I ask for community, and I am a part of this really sweet community in a small South Woodby area, and it's just really lovely. Because I can be myself with them, too. And that's a, you, you have to practice. And like you said, be courageous. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you know, the word authentic is a very interesting word. And it does get tossed around a lot. And the other word that gets tossed around a lot, a lot right now is transparency. Is that the thinking the being that if you are transparent, you're being more of who you are and more truthful. Well, when I was writing The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, the word authentic kept coming into my awareness. And when, it, when something like that happens, even though I had an idea of what the word authentic meant, I decided to look it up. And I found a definition, and it was the first one I found when I actually went and looked it up. And the definition was not far removed from source, which to me was, a, it was an amazing definition because when you look at things in the spiritual world or spiritual business or, or self-improvement, self-empowerment, whatever, we talk about being a part of source or being connected to source. And so when we say authentic, and authentic has a meaning of not far removed from source, that to me rang really true. So when we're being authentic, we're being as close to source as we can possibly be. And low spirits is when you, you look down and you don't have that inspiration from above, and I love watching people when I do the chakra readings and they'll talk about certain things. I'll say, what did you do as a kid that you love? And they'll shake their heads and they'll look down. And so I know they're not mm-hmm. connected to the higher source, which that's what I love. Authentic is higher source. And when you are connected and it's playful and it's easy 
because they're going to say it in such a sweet say they whatever you, it's just an energy source my book's called our energy matters and so when i look mm-hmm. up and i get the aha moments and a light bulb goes off and then i i really feel it's something i want to do like i said i'll meet the most fascinating people i'll be in the right place at the right time uh, the old dean used to overthink overanalyze analysis of paralysis i would just sit mm-hmm. at home and think so much and do nothing that's not healthy yeah no and the unfortunate thing is a lot of our thinking is either thinking about past events and what happened and then carrying those events forward and then becoming concerned about about what could happen and whether or not those events that happened that were unpleasant potentially could happen again and that takes us totally out of the present moment mm-hmm. and when i when i speak to people and we talk about present moment and this really gets to being authentic as well. And that is that this moment is the only time you can do anything about anything. You can't do it yesterday and you can't do it tomorrow. It is truly in the moment where we live. And that's why it's so important to be as open and receptive to what's happening right now in this moment and not always reflecting on what happened in the past, not always being concerned or at all being concerned or worried about what we think might happen. Instead, do what you can do right now that's in alignment with the experiences you want to have. And that comes through our being authentic, because as we're being authentic, we're not, we're not allowing those uh, limiting thoughts and beliefs to block the truth of who we are to be fully experienced and expressed. And we, we gain that greater understanding and experience of the truth of who we are. And I was a hypnotherapist, and it was just a short time in my life. I did it for about four or five years. And it was so uh, uh, revealing because when I was working with people, you could see them. But when they were telling you what they thought, you would never know they were thinking, I'm ugly. I'm not good enough. I can't do it. And we'd always go back to, you know, maybe five or, or junior high, wherever it was. And it'd be a school teacher, a parent, somebody. My brother said I had a big nose. My whole life I hated my nose. I love my nose now, but I didn't know it came from my brother teasing me all the time. It was just I just had this belief about that. And I was told by a teacher I can't sing. It took me till I was 34 to sing in front of people. But I remember going back to that and that time and saying, I can sing. Why can't I sing? And I just changed my mind, which really mm-hmm. you have to change your mind. And then you go forward with it. I can sing whenever I want with whoever I want because it brings me joy. I love to sing. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's an interesting thing when, <laughs> in, in, you know, in truth, all we can be is who we are, yet we spend most of our lives, if not all of our lives, trying to be what we believe, what or who we believe other people want us to be, trying to live up to their expectations. And a lot of their expectations become our expectations because now we believe that we have to be this certain way to fit in instead of just being real. And as you said, doing and being and experiencing whatever it is that brings us joy and happiness and that allows us to experience life as fully and completely as possible. Having said that, and and this is another question that comes up all the time, being happy and joyful and experiencing life fully, completely and wholly, as I say in the book, doesn't mean we don't have challenges because that's why we're here too. And and we have to have those challenges to expand, to to grow, to have that that opportunity to gain that greater understanding of who we are and what we're capable of doing. Because we we hear all the time, and I'm I'm kind of jumping around, but this just came to mind, so I'm gonna say it. We hear all the time 
that, that we are never given anything that we can't do. Well, I believe it's a little bit different than that. And, and I take this perspective because it allows me to move through challenging situations. And that is, it's not that I'm not given anything that I can't do. It's that there isn't anything that I can't do. And that to me is a more empowering perspective that there isn't anything that I can't do. It was put in front of me because I can. <laughs> and it's up to me to choose to move through it and to do everything I can and to be everything that I am to move through it and gain from that situation, anything and everything that it's offering me for that fuller experience and expression of my true self. And true inner strength too, you have to say, you have to have adversity. You have to have something, you know, your weights, your lifting, they're heavier each time. That's how you get stronger. And I think sometimes what people fall into a lot is comfort. It's just, it's so comfortable, but it's, it's almost like the frog being boiled you know, we all kind of know that metaphor, but yeah. we get so stuck. And so it's really important, again, to stop, just spend some time alone and ask the universe, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, for some type of guidance. And if you're open to that, you're probably going to have a lesser, more lifestyle. You might even just go travel by yourself. You might change everything you do because right now, no one's, I, I don't say nobody, but I do see a lot of people and a lot of people are doing the same thing every day, all the time, and they haven't stopped. And we had so much time. We really had a gift, I think. Everyone had some time to stop. And I'm hoping that some people took advantage of that. Are you seeing people that took advantage of that time this time? Yeah, and I refer, I refer to this, this time that we're in right now as the great pause. And it was, I believe, an opportunity for all of us to step back and to reassess where we are in life and to really get clear on what's working, what's not working, how we want to experience life moving forward, how we become attached to so many things that really are irrelevant when we look at our life in total, individually and also collectively. But I want to make a point with what you were just saying, because it's kind of funny, because as you're saying these things, it's bringing up some of these quotes that are in my book, and you, you might remember this one that we have become too comfortable in our discomfort. And our discomfort is the status quo. We, even though things are okay, they're not what we want them to be. But because it's what we know, we're more willing to stay in this place of discomfort instead of moving out of it, instead of taking those steps that we know we can take to make things happen differently, to have a greater experience of ourselves. And it really, it, it's a matter of choice that we choose to have a better life experience, knowing that we are number one, deserving of it, because it is our birthright to have anything and everything life has to offer us. But it, it's just that we become so comfortable in, in that known, which to me is the discomfort, because we, we, we get stuck and we just, well, we go back to the attitude of this is all life is and I can't do anything about it. And that's not true. There is always a choice that can be made to alter the circumstances under which we find ourselves and to create a better set of circumstances or a better experience. An experience. We get to choose how we feel, and, and, and our experiences make us uh, grow. So ah, I want to experience as much as I can because I just turned 56, and I swear to God, I'm going to put the pedal to the metal with life. <laughs> I, I'm, I just want to spend more time with the people I love and more time with nature. And I just, I really, for some reason, 56 has hit me in such a, a weird way. But I want to invite everyone to your Facebook page. Uh, what is it under Jim Phillips or? 
Uh, yeah, you asked me a question that I don't have on the top of my head. I think it's, it's, if you go to my, if you go into Facebook, it's going to be Jim Phillips and then I think slash author, A-U-T-H-O-R. But you can also go into Facebook and just type in living in full expression and it'll also bring up that page. Because I've been loving your, I needed something in the morning. I need something, thank you, uh, to, to lift my spirits. And I've been listening and I also want people to go. I did share it to my Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie radio show Facebook page, but about our energy and right now pushing up against things that aren't working is the opposite of what you want to be doing. And, and, and that's a whole nother hour show with you, but you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And so I invite yeah. everybody to go to my Facebook page, Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, check out uh, Java with Jim and also uh, Living in Full Expression. You can Google. It's, is it livinginfullexpression.com? Correct. That's my website. And I'll be sharing the archive show and I just I'll be sharing some of your stuff because it really has helped me. And I again, I feel like the life life brings you what you ask for. And I'm asking for uh, fascinating, kind, gentle people to come into my life and lift my spirit. So, Jim, you have you are in my tribe. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. No, I, I and I really appreciate this opportunity to share this conversation with you and, and all the listeners. I always gain from the conversations because it reinforces things within me as well, in addition to giving me new perspectives based on your perspective. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, We're going to end the show with Clint McEwen. I am alive, and if you would like to reach out to me, you can go to dina-marie.com. Join us next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. I am alive. himself at a table near the window near the door and I stop and think to myself did he ever really want more and did he laugh did he live and did he love and forgive did he yell just as loud as he could Yeah.
Say 